0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Calderoy Maritime, the podcast. My name is Andrew Calderoy, and every Monday I'll be speaking with maritime professionals, friends, colleagues uh, from around the world, sharing with you what opportunities, what career opportunities are available um, at home here in the UK and around the world. If you're new to the podcast, uh, why don't you take the opportunity to jump back and listen to some of our first episodes? Um, It means a huge amount to me uh, and the team to know what you think of the podcast um, and whether we should be adding anything else. So if you wouldn't mind just leaving a rating, a comment, sharing it with a friend who you you think might be interested in it. And... uh, yeah um, just make sure you hit subscribe because there's going to be a lot of podcasts coming out in the next few weeks uh, and we don't want you missing anything. Um, Anyway I hope you enjoy today's episode on career opportunities available in the maritime industry. Hello ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining today's show. Uh, My name's Andrew. Um, On today's episode which is all about maritime careers I'm pleased to welcome uh, David Carter the Royal Navy Merchant Navy Liaison at Thank you, David, for joining. Hello.
1: Yes, hello, Andrew. Uh, My pleasure for joining you today.
0: Um, And so, David, um, would you be able to share with our community at sea, on land, uh, around the world, um, the role that you play today um, in the maritime industry, um, and and then we'll jump into some of your 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 the, the career that you've you've taken up into today um and then look at career opportunities for the future whether a, a maritime non-maritime professional a seafarer or indeed a royal navy personnel
1: indeed andrew um my uh, my i i've come up to a, a merchant navy cadet to master And came ashore uh, six years ago, uh, really just wanting a a break, really. Um, Lots and lots of hard work and and not a lot of uh, leave. And I thought I would take a year off. Um, And uh, um, and what happens in maritime, and it's a small world in maritime, it becomes known that uh, you are available. And then the telephone rings. um, and, And normally it takes about two or three months to become known that you're available. And then as one door closes, several other doors open. And I think that is uh, um, an underlying thing about maritime. Um, And and, and opportunities arise. And and you should grasp them. Uh, Because as you uh, grasp one opportunity, it leads to all sorts of others. And I was away doing a lot of fun with the Navy. I've been a reservist, so I I did some Naval Reserve stuff, whizzing around on an aircraft carrier for a bit of fun. And then um, serious people spot you and, uh, and, 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 and one role morphs into another um so the 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 underlying lesson here is uh never be frightened to to grasp a new opportunity in the maritime sector there is a considerable demand not necessarily the easiest of pathways immediately from one role to the next and and this is is if there is a weakness in the sector it's it, it tends to be that you just become known so networking is always a prime value to get yourself out there and then conversations other people have over coffees oh did you know that that david's uh, is own leave at the moment he's uh, he he might be available and, and and a lot of it happens like that word of mouth and um, and then all of a sudden you find yourself embarked on a, another exciting tangent in, in our whole aspect of maritime
0: and 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 what now now that you you took that um year break the, the the door well you tried to take that year break perhaps and four months down the line eight doors opened and you opened you, you you stepped through one door which is correct me if i'm wrong the role that you're doing now can you just share with our colleagues um what role that is
1: yes I, i've been a naval reservist for 20 years and and, and it's a, it's a rather nice hobby whenever i was home on leave from the ships and uh, and when i uh, decided i would take a year off All of a sudden, of course, I was available to go away on some considerable Navy exercises. And and, and, and a little whizzing around the med on an aircraft carrier with the Royal Marine Commandos and great fun. That lit up and all of a sudden said, well, what are your plans for next year, David? And I ended up spending as much time at sea the following year with the Royal Navy as I'd done with the Merchant Navy before. But then, like anything, I'm stepping through that door. It became known that you are available. And the Navy approached me about full-time reserve service as their Merchant Navy Liaison Officer. Clearly, that was my background in the day job and my subject matter expertise for the Navy. Um, And now I'm working full time um, as the link between the two. And I'm promoting a whole load of strands wrapped around the Royal Navy and the Merchant Navy getting closer together. Um, In the broadest terms, uh, half the UK's maritime skill sets at sea are in the Merchant Navy and the other half are in the Royal Navy. Um, and we do much the same thing with a slightly different cargo and a different painted funnel so the closer you can get them together the more utility you've got for crossover and advantage and shared training benefit and everything that goes with it resettlement at end of raw navy careers into the wider maritime right, that in effect means we could double the uk maritime skill set if we use ex navy skill sets more uh, and also commercial maritime skill sets into the navy um, to, to, to fill uh, Royal Navy vacancies with Merchant Navy civilians. And that's a particular strand I'm working on at the moment with engineers. Um, so it, it's, it's the half and half is makes the whole and the utility is getting both closer together. And that's essentially my role in my,
0: my current liaison job. That must be, a, I mean, it's, it's, it's the perfect transition almost, continuing what you love doing. Um, serving as a merchant navy officer, playing on cool um, Royal Navy ships, um, and rather rather than going away to sea, you now get the joy of doing it on land?
1: Uh, very much so. And and, and and once you start, I mean, coming ashore from a um, uh, a big tanker company as I work with, you, you you get used to being in a very narrow groove within that company and you don't see much beyond it. And and the truth of the matter is, as as I have learned, as every mariner will learn when he comes ashore, the sector is hugely diverse, 240,000 people directly employed in in so many avenues connected with sea, where my seafaring experience, in whatever form it was, was of high value. Um, So through that, you get involved in all sorts of things and um, and, and meet other people in the maritime sector and and run with positive things uh, for the win-wins. Um, the breadth of the sector is huge. Um, Maritime has a, a, a foothold in just about everything from law, insurance, logistics. And I could go on and on uh, with the long list. And, and Maritime UK have got very good uh, information on, on their website. Um, but the opportunities are just enormous and very enjoyable. And, um, and, and I was probably needed a, a change and, and a change I got. And it's great.
0: Uh, so now, I mean, uh, it, it may. I mean, we we could go on talking for hours, um, having had previous chats about the role between the Royal Navy um, and the Merchant Navy and, and the benefits there, and we'll, we'll, we will jump back into that briefly be, before we tie up. But for our perhaps non-maritime professionals, um, or indeed sort of the uh, perhaps uh, service leavers, um, as you are, Royal Navy. Um, can you share with us you, you mentioned you worked with a major tanker company. Um, would you be able to share just a brief summary sort of um of the role that you, you did at sea um and the process that you did sort of, the, sort of the some of the day-to-day. So if there's a non-maritime professional who who perhaps wants to go to sea or a Royal Navy officer or rating who wants to transition out and then continue on to ship they, they sort of start to get an idea of what um opportunities are available
1: yes I, I i came into maritime in what would have been a very traditional pathway and and now of course there are much broader pathways into it but my traditional pathway was to uh, to join a tanker company as a cadet an apprentice for want of a a, um, a broader term and um, and and that trained to be a junior deck officer, and then uh, I stayed with them, uh, moved up all the ranks to being master, and I uh, command. In fact, I brought the biggest gas carrier in the world out from the shipyard in 2008. Um, uh, We're with, with a major international tanker company, and um, uh, and and great and as exciting it was. Um, the, the facilitators for that along the way in apprenticeship or cadetships are much the same at sea. It's getting a maritime and coast guard agency, a certificate of competency and the cadetship puts you through that. And there are three levels of examination to go through the officer of a watch. And then depending on your deck or engineer, either your chief officers or second engineer's exams. And then you finish then with a, a master mariners examination or a chief engineer's examination. And then you're qualified to command or, or, or run the ship's engine room with full responsibility and, and then carried on to, to command. So, my pathway um, was a very traditional one, um, uh, and, and it meant when I come ashore, of course, that I was qualified as a master mariner, which traditionally and still is the international benchmark for maritime subject matter expertise. Not that you need to be a master or a or a chief engineer to gain maritime expertise, but there is there will always be a strong element of that of those people who've been to sea, which will form part of um, uh, the maritime enterprise with such large numbers of course you you find that most maritime enterprises will have some salty little Captain Birdseye in the enterprise who's who's been there and done that they can go to for um, that's the problem this is the fix but of course the sector and the skills that are required in it are so huge now you just form part of a team which has a whole range of other specialised skill sets will have come through non-traditional pathways into maritime uh, and uh, and and you add the value to it um so, so mine was a very traditional one but don't go thinking for a minute that you need to go away to sea to uh, to, to gain salt um but it is a very enjoyable, very enjoyable way of, of doing it because i've had some fantastic years whizzing around the world driving ships into all those nice places and um and, and thoroughly enjoy myself in the process of doing so and an awful lot of hard work Uh, And you certainly now, uh, from my point, uh, appreciate uh, coming home uh, and and all those broader life aspects. Uh, Not Nowhere near as much leave, I may add, after being at sea. Um, But you get things like weekends, which are quite novel. So I'm rather enjoying uh, a normal life now.
0: Uh, I, mean, I mean, a fascinating um, life, I mean, f- for those who aren't listening, uh, rather for those who are listening, and who haven't been to see or don't necessarily know about that opportunity. Um, I didn't make it quite as far um, up the food chain as, as David, um, by any stretch of the imagination. But however, it is it's a phenomenal way of life. I mean, you, as, as David said, you get huge amounts of uh, leave, which are unbelievable in today's environment, um, where you come ashore and you, you might get 25 days if you're lucky. Uh, many of my friends and colleagues, and I'm sure the same with David, um, are, are on weeks, if not months worth of leave, um, which gives you the opportunity, whether you want to still play on um, Royal Navy ships or perhaps go off and do something else you enjoy. If not anything else, just stay at home and spend ha- that time with your family. Um, it, the, the opportunities are fantastic, and if you are a British uh, resident and you do go ashore, offshore um, for more than a certain number of days, I, I don't try and quote me. Um, there are bene- There are additional financial benefits for being away from British soil at sea um, and being able to return home. So the the, the opportunities are endless benefits are fantastic for going away but similarly um, when you do come ashore or join a role within the maritime industry from the services or indeed a a non-maritime role um, the the, the opportunity there's so much out there and it's what we're trying to do uh, through Cowderoy Maritime every Monday showcasing how many opportunities are available out there in the industry as David alluded to whether it's um, in shorts and work boots or jeans and a t-shirt um, or indeed a jacket and tie. However, today, um, as we record this, I'm perhaps less so jacket and tie with uh, work, working from home being the norm. Um, now, David, if you were to um, advise somebody to who was interested in joining the maritime industry, whether it's forces, Non-maritime or seafarers um, who want to come ashore, um, what sort of advice or guidance would you give them um, to to start to forge um, a long and prosperous career in perhaps one of the greatest industries?
1: Um, Coming ashore, it's it's it's. Forming an interest, so there's some very good material out there um uh, maritime u k um I got a little bit involved with their website uh, the amount of information that's put on there. I use that um to to organize briefs for the, the royal navy that that will certainly advertise the diversity of of the profession for those who are looking to go away to sea, which, which is still an exceptionally way good way to start in the maritime sector. Because um, and then I'd look at the Merchant Navy Training Board, uh, which, which is a sort of oversees the quality of the United Kingdom cadetships. Um, at the moment, there's currently 800 cadetships a year um, offered by the United Kingdom Merchant Navy. Government appetite to grow that significantly and arguably an international need to grow it considerably more than that. Um so that's a pathway to sea, uh, which will start you down the, the pathway of certification, professional and academic qualifications in the maritime. And and through that 10-year pipeline to a master's certificate or a chief engineer's, you don't have to stay the 10 years in it. Um, uh, as desirable it is to come away with being a master mariner, and, 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 and that's a super opportunity, that's a real door opener anyway. But there are varying points along that line where you can come ashore. In in a very valued role anyway, um, if if I was to pick out the, the merchant navy as being an entry point into the maritime, the singular advantage is you, you get paid to do it, um, and and you get paid, uh, and all the all the like the study, the foundation degree, the professional qualifications are all paid for by your employer, so you you can go away and do a thoroughly enjoyable job and get paid to do it and are given all the qualifications that you need for your career development. Given is probably a bit of a grand uh, title because it's a lot of hard work, like any study is that I'm sure anybody who listens to this will know. So it's it's not an easy pathway, um, but it is a very enjoyable career. And as you've alluded to, Andrew, um, once you're qualified, uh, generally speaking, it's one-on-one-off. I mean, I get a 6 months holiday a year when I was at sea. I used to go away i chose deep sea so i was away for about three to four months at a time and then home for three to four months at a time on full pay but on coastal uh, shipping you can be anything from a week to a month 56 days with a small local tanker company up to three or four months and, and depending upon what sort of ships you choose the rotations will be about that but they'll all be one for one so you only work six months of the year get a six months holiday and as you've alluded to Andrew. If you go deep sea, once you're outside of territorial, well, it's, um, territorial waters and the limits, um, it attracts tax-free salaries. Um, tax and and and, and it, you, you're paid very well. So if it's tax-free, you pay very very well, um, um, uh, which allows you to save up very quickly. If you're at sea, when you're not spending a lot of money, um, and that's very handy. I mean, for me, uh, I, I was you, you very quickly uh, earn more money than you you can spend, unless you really go silly. So you can do sensible things like put it in pension pots and pay off your mortgage early, which was uh, an enabler for me. Once I paid off my mortgage, I thought, well, I can cut down to part-time at, a, at a still a pretty young age. Uh, and, and, and mix and match maritime bits, uh, which is what I did more reserved, a little bit of navy, a bit of this and that, and then that morphs into other things. So, so there, in terms of career development, there can be very few that will give you such flexibility and advantage in being paid and trained to do it and open so many doors further down the line and and, and, I, and if you have to ask me which doors to open my goodness me you wouldn't know where to start that the doors opened came to me really um once it became known i was available the telephone rang oh david we've been talking about you and then um, would you care for a cup of coffee and, and they, were, they were in effect i was having work lined up for me by people who i hadn't Got to know through networking through the reserves and other maritime things uh, ashore um so often the solutions in terms of career change can come to you once you are available because maritime skill sets are heavily in demand here in Britain and globally um so you, you although you might face some apprehension about changing the stream in which you do i mean i worked in my company for a very long time the truth of the matter is that my friends who I knew also in maritime says david you you'll have no problem finding work we'll find you and that's exactly what happened
0: yeah no i i i will agree with once people know you are available um you, opportunities do arise doors most certainly open um but what's critical to remember i uh, i think as well is investing the time effort and energy in making sure that you do develop maintain a a network um where, w- in in whatever way you see fit um in today's environment it's it's slightly different um in, in how you do that but that's a conversation for another time um but it is if nobody knows if you don't know and if you don't have a network Um, Nobody necessarily knows that you're available. Uh, So it's just worth sort of noting, um, if you are listening, just take the opportunity to start to invest time, um, energy in developing that network. Because when you do become available, the opportunities are endless. And as David has alluded to, uh, the number of doors and which door to open are, are countless. And as I've said before, we hope to start to uncover some of those hundreds of doors and opportunities that are available um, in the maritime um, industry. Um, now, now, briefly, um, David, if, if you're speaking to your Royal Navy counterparts, um, and h- how would sort of they consider, is, is there a pathway um, a, a tr- uh, for a Royal Navy personnel uh, to come w- inside the Merchant Navy um, or indeed a land-based role? Uh, what, what sort of steps would they
1: take? Oh, indeed, Andrew, I can cover that. I'll, I'll just underline your comments about the networking. Um, that's vital. Uh, and and I, I think I took mine for granted. I was networking. I have many friends in the maritime, as you do, the longer you're in it. And I, and I rather took that for granted. But to anybody who's not, form networks in the maritime with other professionals and associations, organisations, or what have you. And, and that's key. I rather took that for granted and, and nicely put, Andrew. Um, the Royal Navy piece... Um, The the Royal Navy's qualification structure is very close to that of the civilian professional counterparts and the Royal Navy has been very busily filling those gaps. We're, We're moving to full parity of civilian qualifications throughout the Royal Navy so that when you leave the Navy that will be seamless transfer. That's going to take a little while, that's all funded by apprenticeship levy drawdown and that's an exciting space. Um, because that will attract people into the Navy if they know they can come out of the Navy with the full recognised civilian qualification. That's really a bit of a no-brainer. And the Navy are committed to that. In the meantime, we've got various bridging initiatives, like the gaps are identified by the MCA in a memorandum of understanding. And now we've, uh, we, we've launched a Royal Navy's fast-track maritime scheme, which those bridging gaps to force civilian equivalency will be sponsored by industry in what might best be described as a short form cadetship, a conversion course, which somebody starting from scratch in the Merchant Navy would have to take three and a half to four years to do. Depending upon how far you've gone in the Navy, that can be anywhere between six months and a year to achieve the same level. And and that's with industry sponsorship. And, 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 and industry are very keen to support that, of course, because for a start, it gives ex-service professionals the opportunity um, ex-people in the Navy and the forces are at a very nice standard anyway. And, of course, there's a lot less to do. So it's actually cheaper to train somebody from the Navy to full parity than it would be to cold start. And the key thing is we can get people to that higher level a lot quicker because we've got the problem of the demographic bubble in the maritime is that... Um, uh it, it's starting to get a bit overloaded in with captain bird's eyes and there's not so many younger people coming up behind them now that's a historical legacy we're trying very hard to address but we, we we need skilled mariners in the wider maritime sector in considerable volume and the only place that the maritime sector has got to go to get them other than starting from a cold and, and scratch again would be the royal navy so so there's um and, and as you will appreciate, the Royal Navy is about 29,000 strong, if you include the Royal Marines. The whole of the Merchant Navy is about 25,000. So, so we've got half the UK's maritime skill sets in the Navy and a relatively easy conversion into high-value positions. The maritime sector pays about 30% above the national average in terms of terms and conditions and employment. And, and, uh, and the stage we're at now, of course, is most of the Royal Navy qualifications are accredited. the mca so they are recognized and the piece that andrew and i have been working on is is making that more visible to um royal navy people so from the moment you join the royal navy as part of your process at the armed forces careers office uh, you'll be briefed on the advantages to you um, in the wider maritime post service and that'll be a message right through so it's all these little parts will all be connected so that we drive up the volume of people who have sailed with the Navy, thoroughly enjoyed it, been at the great service to the country, trained and love it. And when they leave the Navy, which of course, generally people leave the Navy at, um, way before retirement age, you can do 20 years or so, and you don't need to do that. Um, it, you, you're still at a very employable age with very desirable experience. And we're just polishing up the qualification piece but particularly the visibility piece so that if you join the Navy, you know how valued you will be by the wider maritime sector and the pathways for you to do it. Um, And that's actually retention positive for the Navy. That will attract people into the Navy and it will encourage them to stay in the Navy longer if they know that if they stay in the Navy and accumulate a set of Naval qualifications, that once they have achieved that into that middle range experience qualification piece, they will be easily recognisable outside the transfer um our resettlement rate from the navy into wider maritime at the moment historically has been quite low and we're addressing that across um, all parts of, of of the training pipeline and, and that's absolutely a, a commitment to the department for Transport's maritime 2050 policy um, and the royal navy are committed to that, that that's the future of our nation maritime is to use all our maritime skill sets and, and train into maritime skill sets to get the volume back up to what we need to make Britain sustainable as a maritime nation.
0: Thank you, David, for that. Um, and, and and what I will add to that for those who are listening, um, if you're indeed a service leaver, from, from either of the other forces, um, we we've predominantly on this spoken about a life at sea, um, some of the commercial shipping opportunities. Um, however, wherever you are, whether you're a marita- uh, non-maritime professional um, looking to enter the industry um, or uh, indeed sort of any of the tr- other forces, um, you will have all had a huge degree of training, expertise, knowledge, uh, that will that can be transferred directly into a maritime role, whether that's in port operations, port logistics, container uh, maintenance, um, leasing, um, or ship brokering, commercial ship management. Uh, uh, the the list goes on and on and on. Uh, so don't be put off by uh, and and it's not it, it it's it's not a bad thing, but don't don't be put off that we've been discussing predominantly roles at sea. Um, and sort of that link there are huge opportunities uh throughout the entire maritime sector. Um and on, on that I will say a huge thank you uh for David for joining us today, uh, for sharing his experience in what unfortunately is a very brief nutshell. Um I'm I'm sure we will do another piece in due course, expanding on that entire um career um but but on that note I'll, I'll once again say a huge thank you very much david uh, for joining us uh, and thank you for listening um around the world i hope you've enjoyed it um and look forward to speaking to you um all through the podcast again very soon
1: my pleasure andrew and thank you all